0: Everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Guiney Sports Pod, the soon to be number one sports podcast in the world. My name is Sean guyney and with me, as always, is my co-host, Josh Zegger. How's it going, Josh? Doing well, Sean. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Today's Wednesday. Two days late. We Didn't have time. Uh, but we got a lot to get to today. Uh, we're going to get into the Olympics. Men's basketball, uh, they suck. Uh, but also, we can get to small Biles buyals. a whole issue going on with their own mental health. Uh, then we get to the Red Sox. They're just coming, out, coming off a series against the Yankees, but they took three out of four. So, we a big comeback Sunday uh, after being no age with eight innings. Socks blow up in the ace and absolutely end the Yankee season. In uh, the trade deadline it's on Friday. And there's one big name pitcher who's being tied to the Red Sox. We'll get to that. Uh, plus. I have a show announcement about the Red Sox that we gonna get to, uh, so that's later on. Then the Bruins free agency st- opened up today, a bunch of signings, including more uh, since I made the uh, script for today, uh, so we'll get to that, and then stuff on the internet, as always, at the end of the show. But, Josh, before we get to all of that, it is time to uh, give my rating for the first pizza place in New Haven that I went to. Let's hear it. So, Where, where'd you go? So last week I said I was going to be going to Sally's. Uh, when I called the place up, it was like 630. Uh, the girl said that the earliest I could get it was 930. So I'm like, great. Uh, no surprise there. Yeah. I get, like, at since today's Wednesday, I got to do it like probably the second the show ends, I'm probably going to make the call. Um, so I can get it as soon as possible. To Sally's? Get what? Sally's? For Sally's? Yeah, Sally's. I want to get them out of the way right now. Uh, so I gotta do that like soon, maybe even during the show. Not actually, maybe I will do it during the show. Have a um, have a live
1: uh, call in Sally's Pizza. Maybe, maybe,
0: probably not. But well, who knows? I'll think of it at the time. Uh, so Sally's, I did not go to. Instead, I went to Frank Pepe Pizzeria, like 500 feet down the road from Sally's. Uh, got the pizza, small. Did the review. It's all online, uh, social media, Instagram. Uh, links in the description, as always. Go check that out, and Twitter, as always. Uh, all the links are in the description. But I was fucking impressed with what Frank Pippa had to offer.
1: Well, oh, Sean.
0: It was beyond expectation, so it's going to be higher than a three. I'll just put that out there right now. Um, it was, it was the best slice of pizza I've ever had in my life. The best by far, um, and I mean, I, it's just probably the stepping stone into what else Waven will have to offer. I mean, I know what you had Frank Pepe second on your list. Yeah, yeah, Sally's is just number one. Yeah, um, but for me, I'm I the the rating that I got in my head right now. Um, this pizza, I had to change my rating system, so I was originally just going to go one to five. Uh, it's still going to be one to five, but I got to add decimal places. And so in saying that, Frank Pepe earned a 4.5 for me for their pizza. So, so that's that's a nine flat. Pretty much a nine, I guess, that's if you, a, if you yeah. go out of ten.
1: Um, um, yeah, I mean, no surprise there. A lot of people have Pepe's as their number one. Everybody knows New Haven's pizza capital of the world. So, what, so uh, wait,
0: you said a lot of people have New Haven, uh, Frank Pepe, number one.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like a it's a like kind of a toss-up between Pepe's and Sally's as number one and two. It's just everybody's kind of personal opinion, and then everybody really agrees on Modern at three, then Bar at four, huh. and then you have the smaller shops like uh, Minervini's and then other stuff that fill out the rest of the top ten. But I bet, I bet the top ten, I bet the tenth best pizza place in New Haven is better than the first best anywhere else wherever you want to go in wilmington massachusetts sean
0: i I'd, I'd agree i mean we're a small town uh like probably the best pizza pizza place is i don't fucking know panera literally <laughs> I, I really can't think of any good pizza places off the top of my head for my hometown i mean there's some there's some good there's some spots local spots uh but no, so what did you like what did you like about the pizza what, was, what were your favorite parts? I liked a Talk- whole lot about it, dude. A whole lot. Uh, really, the the first thing that I noticed when I took a bite is just, it just, I bit right into it and it came off. Like, I didn't have to put up any fight. It, was, it wasn't rubbery. The cheese wasn't rubbery. If I bite into the cheese, I don't pull the whole fucking slice of the cheese off of it, off the slice, like some pizzas do. Uh, everything stays. it's a good
1: it's good ratio to cheese uh oh, yeah. ratio of
0: cheese to sauce right yeah that's something else that i brought up when i was reviewing it was the cheese to sauce ratio i personally don't like a lot of tomato sauce so neither when do places, i it places overdo it i don't like it but this was fucking insane this was perfect i could not believe what i was eating like i was in shock i, I i'd say like the first bite like it kind of took me back a little bit it took me <laughs> back um and I was just surprised. I was surprised and uh overall it was really good. Really good. I kind of I'm kinda of disappointed that it only lasted me one night. Uh except for like the two slices I had for lunch the next day, which weren't really as good being reheated in a microwave. Uh that probably isn't that great. But um overall it was real good. Real good. So, so did you notice that it's really not a perfectly cut
1: pizza? Yeah they kind of just throw a bunch of fucking slashes in there.
0: Yeah, call, I noticed ah, that. There's some big ass slices and then some tiny, little tiny yeah. ones that took me like three bites to finish.
1: So how many, how many total slices did you get in your box?
0: Um, I don't remember, but I do think like one half of it had like five slices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it wasn't even. It was not even. Uh, so it wasn't like four and four.
1: Uh, I don't know. Hey, when you're the best, you can do whatever you want, right?
0: Yeah yeah uh, but one thing that I do remember about Frank Pepe is that there's one not far from me. so
1: yeah, it's a chain. Frank Pepe's is a chain.
0: Yeah, yeah, they got a bunch of locations in Massachusetts. New England probably there's more than one I'm sure there's more than one in Connecticut.
1: Yeah, um, I know there's one at the casino, uh, Mohegan or Foxwoods. I can't remember which one. okay but I know there's one there. There's a lot throughout New Haven or New England, I know that.
0: yeah, so I want to like try the one back home closer to me. See yeah. if there's any difference. So I'm sure I've, I have a feeling there is gonna be a difference between the original and the chain location. Um I'm sure there's gonna be some major difference. Is but there anything else? you didn't like about the pizza? No. No. I, I loved it. I loved it.
1: So I what's what's it. holding you back from a perfect score?
0: Oh I, I I really had to blow me away like Yeah, okay. Um I don't know. I don't know what it had to do, but it really had to blow me away, uh, and it didn't. And I, I, I don't think I'm gonna give a five to any place.
1: Right. They've, they. Get, yeah. I, there's no such thing as a five pizza in or gen- a ten pizza.
0: Yeah. In general, like if you're asked like on like a like one star or five stars, if you're like feeling like a survey of like how somebody did or something, like I never give the full score because nobody's that perfect. Nothing is that perfect. You really got to put in work if you wanted to achieve that score and to me uh it wasn't gonna earn a five anyways and that's why i had to add decimal places because yeah do it, giving it a four wasn't gonna be good enough giving it a five was gonna be too much so i had to add the decimal places i was originally thinking like something not 4.5 but after thinking about it even more 4.5 the only correct score in my opinion. So.
1: So what uh, yeah. going into it what did you think was going to be the score?
0: Uh, I thought I thought it was going to be like around a round of 4. Um, yeah. Like just a straight up 4. Yeah. Uh, after eating it entirely I I quickly realized like that I, I got to get I don't need single digits. I need like decimals. I need to expand it. I need to expand my range of how I grade it uh because just single digits isn't going to be fair enough. I didn't want to take it all the way from one to 10. Like I, I want to yeah. keep it down one to five because um, I'm it's just four places that I'm going to Dave Fortnoy, who does these pizza reviews who gave pretty much me the idea of doing this. Um, he goes one to 10 and he's always up in like the sevens, eights, but new Haven, Frank Pippa and Sally, they're like in the nines.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I didn't yeah. want, I didn't want to go one to 10. So I want, I want to keep it down one to five. Cause he does, he goes all around the country goes yeah. all around the country, and he has yeah, he's, thousands of he places. he got to have, like, belt. the most perfect scale to rate a pizza. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want to copy it entirely. So, one to five with decimals. I mean, it just – but it, it it had to be done. It had to be done. So, overall, I was impressed, really fucking impressed, and I'm looking forward to Sally's later tonight if I can get it. If I can get it. Um, but – Uh, That'll be ratings. That's rating. It's gonna be next week. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I usually when it comes to food, I'm like big on food. I love food. I like food shows cooking. I like to cook. Uh, I'm pretty tough to convince. Like I can be like I guess a picky eater. Um, You really have to convince me to like it. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Shally's. I know that you have it number one. I know Dave had it hides and Frank Pepe. Um, that could be the case where I have it number one, but right now I don't know what to expect going to Sally's. No idea.
1: I mean, they're they're generally the same. I think their sauce is just the difference, um, but they they don't overdo it. You know, we were talking before about how the cheese and sauce ratio has to be pretty good. So Sally's doesn't really overdo it, but I think there's just obviously a different recipe that goes into their sauce. Uh, yeah. crusts is generally the same. The flop is generally
0: the same. And yeah, I think uh, definitely if you like Pepe's, you'll like Sally's. Good. Yeah. So I'm excited. Another thing you mentioned, the flop, it, 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 it was good. It, it, I don't like it just falling over and it's at like a 90 degree angle. Like it, it held up, it held up well. Yeah. And I was satisfied with that end of, Greased oil, perfect amount. Probably, maybe actually a little too much, uh, but compared to like other places that I've had, a lot better. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and they're 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 good. Frank Pepe is good. So, four point five. I'm actually going to use Frank Pepe. I'm like so from now on. It's uh, so like I'm probably going to do Sally's Schneid next week, modern or bar, and then after that bar. Or modern. Uh, wh- whichever, whatever the order is, I'm going to look back and compare it to what the place I did last week was. So Frank Pepe was last week. Uh, I'm going to comp- pretty much use that as like a, um, what's the word? It's like fuck, what's the word? It's like um,
1: Like a I, model, an example?
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess like an example. That's not the word I was thinking of, but like I'll compare it to how Frank Pepe's was and then Sally's compared to Modern, and Martin compared to Barr if that's the order. But uh, that's what I'm gonna like yeah. I'm gonna like compare it. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for what Sally's has to offer. But gotta find out what that score will be next week. Uh, the review if I do it tonight, uh, will be out tonight, uh, on social media, so always check that links are always in the description um and yeah let's get in, so let's get into the sports topics right now uh gotta start off with the olympics uh the men's basketball team is really like the i don't know one sport that i'm always focused on although they got baseball this year kind of interested in that and they added golf in the last olympics i was interested in that i'll be interested in this year but the olympic basketball is like where i've been uh when it comes to the Olympics and. I mean, it's turning into the NBA for me where I just do not give a flying fuck how my, how my team does. Um,
1: well, it's, it's, it's tough to watch the, the Olympics this year because yeah, an under. early game is at 12.30 at night, you know? Yeah. Cause it's, obviously, it's in Tokyo. And I, I started to watch the first quarter of the game last night against Iran, and I, I fell asleep, like, almost instantly.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a that's problem why it's on the other side of the world. So like it it the nbc who's airing it uh they've been uh having replays of events like at night like eight o'clock prime time uh but like the events have already happened news has already gone out uh and there's really no need to watch it because all the information's already been pretty much spoiled it's been spoiled when yeah it's
1: kind of like a spoiler alert obviously i don't expect everybody to not talk about the Olympics just so I can just so I can watch the game and and find out everything about it from like the live sport but I don't know it kind of just sucks and it's it's definitely
0: taking it away from me oh yeah yeah because it just times just don't align um but in any case uh the events are going on the news is coming out uh in the United States powerhouse of basketball what back to back to back to back gold te- medals? Uh,
1: Austin '04, so they won 0-8, '12, '16. Yeah, back to back to
0: back. Yeah, um, you would think they could very well win it again this year. Uh, keep that streak going. Uh, but the way that they opened up against France, or the way that they really, the way that they played against France, and and they have been since uh, training camps opened up. Uh, this team, they're They're nothing. They have a – the false narrative in their head is that, look at us. we got the big contracts. We have all the sponsorships. Uh, We're going to scare you. Uh, And teams aren't doing – they're not falling for that. The referees, they're not NBA officials. Players can't go barking them for the calls. I think that's the biggest thing
1: is they're not getting the same calls that they get in the NBA, which kind of ties into something that happened today. Adam Silver said that uh, they're going to focus on non-basketball fouls and everything with that. And I think seeing – that comparison with the Olympics is it's they're really not getting these calls because they're not skillful, you know. I saw a video where Damian Lillard didn't even get touched. He didn't even get pushed. He just threw up like a scoop layup and fell to the floor. There was no, there was no call because obviously there was no contact. But in the NBA, he would get that call. So it's kind of taking them a while to adjust. Um, I don't even know how many games they played. Obviously, they're on their second of the actual Olympics, but they did a lot of preliminary stuff. So, I think, obviously, they they won by 60 last night, by the way, against Iran after losing um, to France in the opening game. So, we'll see how they can really adapt to the FIBA officials as opposed to the NBA officials.
0: Yeah. Um, Talking about betting quickly, they are like 33-and-a-half point uh, favorites over Iran. Uh, And –
1: You know what they – Obviously, I
0: feel like they have to be favorited over France. Do you know what the spread was there? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but in any case, when they did play France a couple days ago, uh, they lost. They lost to a, te- to a team led by uh, yours truly, Evan Fournier, Rudy Gobert, uh, another Celtics player, actually. I don't remember his name. Uh, but those three. Those are probably the three biggest names on the France roster. And uh, they beat your ass. They went on a 16-2 to run to end the game, uh, and they won. They won. And the uh, superpower that is USA Basketball uh, is, deservedly so, probably a fucking laughing laughingstock. Uh, all the superstars, all the big-name players, all the players who are famously known worldwide, they lost. And, uh, I mean, it's just, I just find it funny i really find it funny maybe it's because of my dislike at the nba uh but the fact that you got lebron james kevin durant is steph curry playing no No.
1: lebron's not even playing is he i thought he was No. no
0: really yeah
1: it's like kevin durant it's it's katie damian lillard devin booker tatum Jeremy Grant, JaVale McGee. I don't
0: even know the roster. I thought. Why did I think LeBron was Chris playing?
1: Chris Drew Holiday. So like it's it's star studded. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great basketball players, but it's not as uh, powerful and um, star studded as teams in the past. Definitely.
0: Damn. All right. Yeah. I. I don't know. I don't know why I thought he was on the uh, roster. But I just looked up. Uh, USA basketball roster: uh, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, Brook um, Lopez. I don't think he's on the team. Uh, and then the fourth name on the list is Kemba Walker. No way, Kemba's not playing. I just typed in USA basketball roster, uh, and it's United States national basketball team players. I don't know.
1: That's not the. Uh, I don't know.
0: Uh, just like for the roster. I see. I see, where, I
1: see where you are, but you have to click on the link. Yeah. And then it says Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's not playing.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's like... It, yeah, it's Bam
1: Adebayo, Devin Booker, KD, Jeremy Grant, Zach Levine, Keldon Johnson, Drew Holiday, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard, Javale McGee, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum.
0: Damn. I mean, in any case, this is still an all-star roster. Uh, the superstars of probably the NBA, except for Jeremiah Grant, uh, Keldon Johnson, I don't know. It... It's, a, it's definitely a weird roster. It's not as star-studded as years past, I guess. But, I mean, in any case, like, these are the best players in the world, and you should expect them to win every game. Like, I was probably – I think I said on the show a couple weeks ago that, that the basketball team was going to steamroll their way to the, the Olympics to the gold medal. Like, I am literally word for word said that probably.
1: Um, I still have this notion in my mind that we're still going to steamroll everybody in our way because I feel like France probably is one of the top teams that's going to give us problems because they have, they have NBA players all over their roster. You know, Iran didn't have any NBA players on the roster. We beat them by 60. So obviously when, when there's obviously players that play with the same rules and officials and can't competition, they're going to know what to expect. But Damian Lillard said, he came out with a quote, he said, foreign players play with more pride and heart than they do for their country than they do in the NBA. And I, I can 100% see that because we all know Luca is a big, he's from Slovenia. He takes a lot of pride in this country. Yeah. Um, so almost, if he, almost if he,
0: all the superstars nowadays yeah, are with him getting out of in, the, getting the, the chance
1: States. to represent his country, he's going to, he's going to take it and run with it. And he just set an Olympic scoring record, 48 points. Yeah. So, we haven't – USA hasn't played Sylvania. I don't know if they will, but that, that'd be an interesting matchup.
0: Yeah. Um, But, I mean, when you think about it, like all superstars nowadays, Giannis, Jokic, Luka. Uh, I mean, the list literally goes on. It's an international game. Yeah, it's growing. It's growing outside the United States. Uh, sure, there's going to be more all-star players to come out of the United States. Um but the game's growing nationally, internationally and more of these star players are going to start appearing. Uh, and they're going to start when it comes time to, for the Olympics. Um, they're going to start performing. They're going to start playing for the team. Yeah, I agree with what Dan Lillard said. When, when it's the Olympics and you're playing for your country, you want to play well. But to turn that back on him and make it like a negative thing, the United States, you're Made up of Kevin Durant, Dame Lillard, everyone else. I mean, you guys are probably the best players in the league, and you should be a lot better than what you're doing. So why aren't you playing better? Like I just want—I just want to know why they didn't beat France. Uh, sure, they've got NBA players on their team. But you should have beat them. You should beat every team that you play, and you lost to Nigeria in the preliminary round. You just lost to France. You lost to another team, I'm pretty sure. I think it was Australia that they, they also Australia. lost to. Um, I mean... We,
1: we, the, the However you want to put it, the United States has the most talented team in the world. Yep. Even with other Even if other countries have NBA players on their roster, we have a roster full of NBA players. Thick and thick, through and through, 14 up, 14 down NBA players, and we should be blowing everybody out.
0: Exactly. That's Yeah, they should win every game easily, and they're not. And, I mean, it's just a notion of how corrupt the NBA is today, how, um, I guess, brainwashed the players are into thinking that I, I make all the money, I got all the sponsorships. You gotta do as I say, and give me all the calls. You gotta bow down to pre- to me, pretty much. I mean, it's kind—it really is a joke. And that they think that they can take it to the Olympics, where guys are playing for their country, and that means a lot more than the million-dollar contract that's waiting for them when they get off the plane, probably off their private plane that's waiting for them at the airport. I mean, it—it's—it's changed nowadays. It's—it's it's changed and. I mean, it's just, it's disappointing. It really is disappointing. How it's disappointing. I'll tell you box. why it's disappointing. Is because of the coaches we have. Ready?
1: We have Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, Lloyd Pierce, and Jay Wright. Three out of four of those are the most winning, winningest coaches in their respective sports. Greg Popovich, obviously, five rings with the Spurs. Steve Kerr, three rings as a coach with the Warriors, several with Michael Jordan and the Bulls. So he knows what it takes to win. Lloyd Pierce, he's a new coach with the Pacers, and Jay Wright, three rings with Villanova. So it's you would think they'd instill some sort of urgency when it's late in game and they're losing to a team that they really shouldn't be losing to or it's closer than it should be, but I, I don't see that. Greg Popovich really isn't running many schemes. He's kind of just letting them go out and play, which is all right, but to a point, you need to do
0: something. Yeah, I mean, I, I... – I kind of want to say it's somewhat safe to say that they probably have no plays drawn up. Uh, They have no uh, schemes prepared for last minute, two minute drills where they're probably losing uh, and they need to get some points on the board quickly. Uh, They probably haven't run that up and Popovich is just telling All right, guys go out there and just play basketball and have fun. Yeah. Like it's probably just, that's probably just it.
1: So, I know I know the Australia Nigeria game were preliminaries. I, when it's so confusing how they run this. So the France game that they lost was the first game of actual of the actual Olympics yeah. and not just images. So why are they not out of the Olympics?
0: Well, you got to play everyone in your pool. Uh, so it's United States, France, Iran and then a fourth team. Okay. You lost to France. You beat Iran, so you're one and one. I think France is two and zero. The other two teams, you also got to play, or you got to play. So they played France and Iran. They have to play the other team after that. Uh, it's uh, like elimination round, where you leading up to the medal game, the gold medal and the bronze medal. So what is it like, double elimination or something? Yeah, I think so. I know that like the top two move on. Okay. So like it's probably likely going to be France and the United States. Yeah. Uh, But after that, I mean, I don't like the United States chances to make it to a medal and they probably won't. And I really won't care. I really will not care at all.
1: Yeah. I just remember in 2016 when that team led by Melo, KD, everybody just ran through the Olympics. They beat Spain. They beat the Gasol brothers. I remember that was like a big thing. And, Life just seems so simple. I, where were the Olympics in 2016? Do you know, Sean? Rio. Regardless, Rio. I remember Rio de Janeiro, Rio, Brazil. Was
0: it? Brazil, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember watching the gold medal game. It was like around five or six. It was easy, easy to watch. That team just seems so much fun. This team, I, I'm not hearing much about them. In one of my favorite players, Jason Tatum is playing, you know? I didn't really have many ties to the 2016 team only because they were NBA players. I knew them. USA, I watched them. But with one of my favorite players on, the, on this 2020-2021 on this Olympics team, I, I really am disinterested, and I have no reason, uh,
0: no reason to watch and no clue why. Yeah. I mean, you also got to think, like, the mentality of, an, of the average basketball player uh, in 2016 is a lot different than what it is today. Like the game has changed drastically in this five-year period between Olympics, uh, for the worse, obviously. Uh, and I mean, it—I it, don't see it changing at all. Uh, and it's probably going to carry on to the next Olympic Games uh, in three years, wherever that is. Um, yeah. It. It was also brought up that to like, I guess, bring it to Boston. Uh, this could possibly be a, like a recruiting trip. The Olympics are always in a, re- a recruiting trip. Uh, and so Jason Tatum, who's still playing right now, uh, he and Bradley Beal are like lifelong friends, even though there's a five year gap between them. Um, there was talk that this could be bad or good. Uh, there was no in between for the Celtics. Good that. Tatum can recruit Bradley Beal to the Celtics, and bad being that Tatum will get uh, recruited away from the Celtics by Beal. Uh, they, that would never happen. Tatum wouldn't leave the
1: Wizards. Bradley Beal knows the Wizards is p- poorly run, and he wants to get out of there. Everybody knows he wants to get out of there. John Wall wanted to get out of there. He's um, link
0: up in another city. Uh, Bradley Beal, when his contract is done after this upcoming right, season, he'll right. move on. Uh, Tatum, he's on, uh, what, year two? He's on a Supermax, so we have him for, like, the next five. In any case, I mean, once year four or five comes around, yeah. if no, the right. Celtics don't win a title, Tatum will say, I want to force my way out of here to go join up with my buddy in whatever town he's playing in. Because he made up uh, the agreement with Beal, who's not on the team now because he had COVID. Um, they agreed that in a couple of years we'll link up if things don't go well here in Boston. I mean, there's a lot of speculation about that. And so it's going to be either good or bad for the Celtics, with how Tatum does uh, with Beal, if they talk. You know, now Bradley Beal's not even on the
1: team. So uh, it kind of sucks because I saw something that yesterday or today was our best chance to trade for Bradley Beal, just the way the numbers work. I, don't, I didn't really exactly get it. But yesterday or today would be our best chance to trade for Bradley Beal. And if we waited until the end of this season, then we'd have to gut our entire roster if we wanted to keep uh, Brown, Tatum, and then get field. Yeah, because we have we'd have three max contract players, two super max contract
0: players. I mean, yeah. That, well, that sucks. That's not good news. Uh, I don't know what to expect if that time if that is to come around. Uh, but, I mean, in any case, uh, that's just something else that's come up with this basketball team. Too tied to Boston uh, is the Tatum-Beal friendship, uh, and could it lead to good news or bad news for the Celtics down the road? Uh, but the good, I guess the good thing is that Beal's not there, so hopefully they didn't talk too much. Uh, but I'm sure they, they're still in communication, like texting and stuff. Right. Always in communication, uh, just not in person. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter if Dallas was to have come up during the Olympics, they still got time. They still have free time to do that stuff. But, uh, in any case, uh, USA basketball, give a shit. I care more about, I care more about the golf than I do the basketball team. Like I, I like, I like golf. I'm excited to see. I, it I love golf. Tomorrow.
1: I've been really golfing a lot this summer. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I need to get back yeah. out there. I haven't gone out in a couple months. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited. That starts up tomorrow, if you didn't know, Josh. Uh, what? The first the round. Yeah, first round starts tomorrow. I don't know what time. I'm sure it's going to be, like, midnight. You know who's representing the U.S.? Uh, I do know that Bryson DeChambeau was, but he tested yeah. positive. So I didn't not, see that. I uh, don't know the golf roster. I'm inter- are you looking it up? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm All kind right. of interested.
1: So these these four, I don't know if the, I don't know how many – players or how many golfers each country sends but it says justin thomas colin morikawa xander Schofel Shof- and nelly corda headline golfers representing team usa in tokyo
0: what was the fourth name
1: nelly corda no, i've no. never heard of xander or nelly but i know obviously justin thomas is very famous and colin morikawa he's he just won, uh, I think, so he, the PGA Championship in, in Scotland. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, he won the but, PGA uh, you No, know, he just won tournament
1: the over the weekend, and he drew comparisons to Tiger because he's the only golfer under 25 to have two major wins. Yeah, uh,
0: he just set a record. Uh, he won his first two majors in his first eight tries. Uh, that's yeah. the fastest. He just beat out George uh, Spieth from a couple years ago who won two in his yep. first ten. Uh, Morikawa won the PGA and the Open Championship. Yep. Uh, Xander Schauffele, the third guy, he's been around for a while. He's pretty good. Uh, with the fourth one? I have no idea who that is. Is that like a woman? Nelly Korda. I don't know because there's there's men's and women, right? I don't really know. Oh yeah, Nelly Korda is a, is a woman. Yes. Oh, so all right. Hmm. I wonder. Um, I wonder if there's a women's team and a men's team or if they're co-ed
1: yeah that's that's maybe. weird
0: maybe but in any case that starts tomorrow and i'm interested looking forward to it
1: did uh, you see uh john ram john ram john ram whatever yeah. he uh he also joined bryson and DeChambeau on the way out testing positive for covid i think it's something else he, i'll tell you because john john ram he was i remember seeing a few weeks ago he uh he had to stop in his final round of one of the major championships, major tournaments because he did test positive for covid. So he had to stop he had, a, he, had he was uh, leading, he was in the number 1 spot on the leaderboard yeah, by a significant so amount of strokes and then he had, he was forced to stop obviously. So that sucks. And then I know he got the covid vaccine and now he's he tested positive again. So I don't know if there's something else going on. A lot there's a lot of speculation that uh it's steroids and they just didn't want to say it's steroids and and uh resorted to saying that it was covid because people say him uh rom and um de chambeau are the two most juiced up golfers in the pga in in pga so <laughs> i don't know what's going on there
0: so we'll see yeah um but yeah so he was in the same boat as brazen need chambeau and Bowen. I had to go home because he tested positive also for the second time, uh, but no. I mean, in any case, uh, it sucks for that to have happened. Having to leave the Olympics because you test you test positive and now you got to go. I don't know. I don't know if there's something else going on, uh, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, all right. He's also a fourth man, uh, male golfer.
1: So I, I assume that there's men's and women's team. Patrick Reed. Oh, yeah. He's joined by
0: Thomas, Colin Morikawa, and Xander Shaf- Shifley. How do you say his name? Shifley, yeah. Yeah, so it has to be a women's team also. It has to be. Uh, but, yeah, he's pretty good also. That's a solid four, ro- four-man roster. Uh, obviously, if you added Bryson, probably one of the best guys right now, you're a lot better. But it's whatever. We're still You're still good. Uh, I mean, in the game of golf, it's not all decided beforehand. Like, things can happen. You can miss miss stroke one of your shots. Um, So, it's really – it's always a wide open uh, thing. Yeah, it's
1: about consistency. You have to have a good weekend. Yeah. In in PGA majors. I don't know how the Olympic goes. Do they go four rounds?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's – there's probably like – it's probably just like a – major or uh, in like the PGA. Like that's going to be a cut line after round yeah. two. Uh, and if you're over it, you're out. Uh, and if you're under it, you continue until the final round. Um, but uh, what else is going to go? I'm excited.
1: So, but if you're wondering how the United States are doing in the Olympics right now, we are number one in total medals. We have 11 gold, 11 silver and nine bronze. So then, so we're one, China's two. The ROC is three. I don't know what the ROC is. Russia.
0: Is it? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're banned from competing, uh, but they still have like a team. Okay. That's and not, then Japan's four. Sense, but, so
1: 31, 27, 23, 22 total medals.
0: Pretty good. It's almost always like that. United States, yep. Russia, then like China, China Japan. So, yeah. All right, going to switch gears, keep with the Olympics, I guess. Uh, Some big news. Uh, Simone Biles, probably one of the best gymnasts of all time, uh, pulled out during her team event the other day. Uh, She pulled out uh, and left the match, uh, citing health reasons. Uh, It was later found out that it was because of mental health reasons uh, and that she just wasn't feeling it. I don't know what the exact quote is. Uh, but she just straight up after like what like when I watched it uh, the re- like replay uh like the last routine she did before she like walked off uh she looked she she didn't look good she didn't look happy she didn't have a good uh face on she looked upset uh so she leaves talk, talks to a doctor uh, talks to a coach and what's done Uh, And then she pulled out the individual events uh, because of the same reason, mental health, and uh, a lot of criticism. A lot of criticism uh, saying that it wasn't – she was a quitter. Uh, She – why go to the Olympics if you're just going to pull out in the middle of the event? Uh, I mean, if if she's just not happy, if she's not in a good place and can't compete, like it's understanding, she – was going to retire from the Olympics after this year's Olympics. But obviously the Olympics that happened, that are happening right now were supposed to happen last year. So she had to wait another year for uh, the fi- her final Olympics to be done with, and then she was going to retire. So, I mean, that added year of training and stuff, it takes its toll. Uh, no, definitely. I, I, I kind of
1: agree with uh, both parties, Simone Biles and – the criticizers, I think if she were to quit, then she should have let her team know in, instead of just walking off the mat. But um, I, I, I don't have a problem with her quitting at all. She's 100% the most talented gymnast in the world and probably of all time. She ranks heads among among other gymnasts in, in total medal counts and other Olympians, uh, for that matter. Uh, she pulls stunts that no other gymnast can even think of And she she really has the right. There's so much pressure on her. The United States' eyes and the world's eyes is is all on her. Um, So I can 100% see her pulling that card. A lot of athletes have done that. Michael Jordan, Calvin Johnson. There's several other athletes that have just wanted to take a break and retire and then come back. So if, if if that's her choice, then it's her choice. We really can't be mad at her. She's done more than enough for this country.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm coming into this I wasn't sure where I stood on the issue uh like I was a little disappointed in the fact oh, that Oh, 100% the, disappointed, but yeah. Uh but like when I mean when I say disappointed like I was I was talking about the criticism side like I could understand oh, that. Oh, yeah. And I could also understand I I was just like you. Uh I could understand both sides. Um I mean, if you're in the middle of an event and you just walk off, like, you can't at least try to finish. I don't know how gymnastics works. I don't know if she was, like, just beginning. If she was in the middle, uh, she had to do more routines or stuff. Uh, but, I mean, if you have to – if you cannot mentally focus on what you got to do at the task at hand, if you can't focus on it, then – obviously yes you should stop immediately Uh, and she did and I kind of I give her credit for doing that for just stopping because I'm sure other athletes who have battled mental illness they still try to push through to help their team out Uh, so it took a lot of guts for her to just leave but I mean at the same time also a little this I mean I'm not disappointed I mean I Yes, I am disappointed, uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm also I also stand with her. Uh, Net mental illness. I mean, it's a big issue nowadays. It's all all, all over the place. All sports mental illness is talked about all the time, as it should, because I mean, it's a big issue. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm. It's unfortunate, and I wish her the best. Uh, her final Olympics. That's how it ends. I don't know. After the individual event, if Juzang and Yelshets, if that she is scheduled to do, but um, it sucks at this sound ends for her. She's been through a lot uh, with the gymnastics team. I mean, U- USA gymnastics in general has been an absolute shit show over the last decade. I'd say, uh, not just like uh, the athletes performing, but uh, like the higher ups, coaches, doctors. I don't need to explain why, but, yeah. So, I can, I, I can understand why she probably has mental health issues right now, and I wish her the best. So, yeah. All right. I uh, can get away from the Olympics now. Uh, get Bring it back to the city of Boston. Uh, talk Red Sox. Absolute monster of a team. These Red Sox are insane. Uh, Sunday, game four of the Yankee series. uh, They're down 4-0. getting Getting no hit, by the way. Yep, they're getting no hit. Uh, In the bottom of the eighth inning, uh, the whole team just turned it around immediately. Scoring five runs on five hits. Uh, Verdugo, Hunter Renfro, everyone on the team had some type of impact in that inning. Uh, and they beat the Yankees 5-4. to four. Coming off a loss to the Yankees the day before. Uh, they also beat them. Friday night. Uh, really well. And right now. They did just lose game 1 of a doubleheader to the Blue Jays. Uh, game 2 is tonight. But I mean the Blue Jays are a good team. And that's going to happen. Uh, but The big thing is the Red Sox probably solidified the top two spots in the ALDs by beating the Yankees in that series. Uh, You still got the Rays, who are right behind you, and they made uh, a couple of trade deadline moves uh, because the deadline is on Friday. Uh, And there's one team, one name, big name, that's tied to the Red Sox, uh, 37-year-old pitcher for the Washington Nationals, Max Scherzer. Uh, He's on the final year of his deal. Uh, A a real good Hall of Fame pitcher. Uh, And if you trade for him, I mean, it's just a major boost to his rotation. Uh, Any team would take a guy like Max Scherzer. doesn't matter if they're winning, losing. You want a guy like him. And I'd say... Cause I'm a little uncertain about the return of Chris Hale. I don't know what to expect out of him. Bringing in Max Scherzer, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just good news. It, I don't see any downside to not bringing in Max Scherzer.
1: Right. Um, I think, I think if you could package somebody, you could package maybe a pick, some prospects in the future, and maybe even Garrett Richards. You know, one of your lower rotation guys. Sure. I don't want to give up Tanner Houck yet. You know he's he's really young. He he pitched well the, uh, last week, but if we can get Max Scherzer, it's it's a no-brainer. You really, if you're Hein Bloom, you do whatever you have to without getting rid of obviously your top name guys. If the wagon of the Red Sox can get a great pitcher and a player just in Max Scherzer, then you do it. Our rotation would probably be top five if we if we were able to get him, and I think
0: it'd be World Series or bust. Yeah, I mean, the way that the Red Sox have been playing the past couple of weeks, it really is World Series a bust. Like, this team has to make the World Series this year. Uh, the East sure, to still a couple dogs on and other uh, divisions, but overall, I mean, you're, you're putting yourselves up and above everyone else right now, and you really should. Yeah. Um, have your eyes set on the World Series this year, not next year, not two years down the road, not three years down the road, this season. Buy in. Buy in at the deadline. Add those guys that you will that will help you down the road in the playoffs. By doing that, it's it just it just spells good news. It spells good news for it this team in the playoffs. Definitely
1: spells good news in the. And I think the difference between this year and past seasons is. This doesn't really seem like a do or die season, kind of like the Bruins were this year. We have young players that are going to be with us for at least five more years and definitely more, but we have young players that are going to be with us. They're going to win a ring and they're going to want to stay together so we can sign them and then eventually, hopefully win more rings, you know, it's not like we're going to lose that one guy if we win or lose. This team will stick together knowing that they're a great team and they will win
0: together. Yeah. And, I mean, guys just came in and just performed unexpectedly. Hunter Renfro, guy has, I think, 16 home runs on the season. Uh, Could very well get close to 30, which is usually the magic number for home runs. Um, Nobody expected him to be doing this good. Uh, up and down the whole lineup, especially down like towards the end. Guys were not expected to do well. They're doing well. And God. you bring in Jaron Duran. He's
1: having – I don't know what his average is right now, but he's having a hell of a first few games.
0: Yeah. He had six runs in his first yeah. six games.
1: Every Yeah, I was going to say, every time I, I see a ESPN update for, for the Red Sox score, it always seems like Jaron Duran's scoring.
0: Yeah making his M L B debut last week, uh guy's just been nothing short of a great play. Great
1: player.
0: Yeah. Maybe maybe so. Um he's he's a guy that you could use he's a guy that you could use in a deal to bring in a Mac Scherzer. It's it would it's not it's not it's always not fun to do that where you gotta keep up the young guys to bring it up rental for one year but i mean it's got to be done the nationals are going to be giving up a side a hall of fame pitcher that could help them down the road if they make the playoffs because the nl east is kind of a mess
1: the nl east is open but they're also in fourth place but at the same time they're only seven and a half seven and a half games back from first place yeah
0: and the teams are ahead of them i mean they it can be shaky yeah definitely i mean
1: if they make a push Then maybe, but Max Scherzer has said that he, he's requested a trade. So I don't think they're going to hold on to him because he, like you said, he's 37 and before sooner or later, he's going to have to retire. So if they can get rid of him now with, with and get young prospects or picks, then I think that's, that's going to be the right decision for the nationals.
0: Yeah. He
1: wants to go to a contender.
0: And I mean, that's the Red Sox. Red Sox are a contender. Uh, And I don't know. I don't know the full context behind the tweet uh, from this account today, but Jared Carabas, who we've mentioned on the show before, uh, he tweeted out uh, the Yankees keep calling the Nationals about uh, Max Scherzer, but Max Scherzer has stated before that he wants to go to a contender.
1: I, and that, I saw that as well.
0: And that the Yankees are pretty much wasting their time because they're not a contender. Uh, just some funny Yankee slander. Uh, well, it's, it's – at the same time,
1: they're not contenders this year.
0: Absolutely not. And, they suck. and Max
1: Scherzer isn't uh, – obviously, he has a ring with the Nationals in 2019, but he's not here to wait around for teams to come into their shoes. They want to – he wants to go to a win-now team and a team that he could potentially get him a second
0: ring. Yeah, and that's the Red Sox, not the Yankees, because Yankees – I mean, if they bring in Max Scherzer, they're going to think he'll stick around next season uh, when he probably won't. Uh, if he wants to win now, the Yankees are not the right place. And he knows that, and the Yankees should know that, but they probably don't. Uh, but the Red Sox are in a win-now situation and could very well at least make it there. If they don't make it there, it's disappointing, to say the least. Yeah. But if they make Best it to the World Series, lose. Tied
1: with the Astros. The Astros, they kind of own us, so if we see them yeah. in the – in the Not ALCS, that'll be kind of scary, but i I'm, I'm hopefully it'll be a good series, and if we beat them, I feel like the National League really doesn't have anybody. I know the Giants have the best record in the MLB.
0: NL West, that's where and, all, that's where all the competition is. NL West: Dodgers, yeah. Giants, Padres.
1: But I, I feel like the Padres, yeah, but they're gonna have to play either the Dodgers or the Giants in the AL or NLDS, and then
0: from there it's kind of whoever, you know? Yeah. I mean, probably the fourth closest team is probably the Brewers, and they're in the yep. Central. And yeah, but uh, I mean, in the AL, it's it's close. Red Sox, Astros, uh, White Sox, all three teams all top their own divisions. All Rays three teams too. are in the are the best in the AL. Um, it, it it's going to be interesting when the playoffs come around, and to bring in a guy like Max Scherzer, I mean, it just be, beefs up this rotation a lot more mm-hmm. than. Where it is right now, because I mean, right now I'd say that this rotation is a little vulnerable. Guys can probably take get taken advantage of uh, early in games and just set the team up to lose. So uh, I
1: don't. Even if we don't get Scherzer, I don't think that we're not going to make any additions. Heimblum didn't put this team together to to go sixty-two and forty. Looks like World Series is is in our grasp. Ale's pennant in our grasp. He didn't get to this point to not go further, you know? He's going to help this team out as much as he can and make the right additions that he needs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's all about right it's in the moment. Right now, this season, you're in a win now mode. If that means possibly depleting your farm system, so be it. If you can win that title and give a, get as much help as possible to win that title this year, you do it. You got to get rid of some of your prospects, your best players. Um, if it means Tanner Helk, it means Tanner Helk. If it means Jaren Duran, it means Jaron Duran. I don't they, know. Because we team. have if Marcelo Mayer. He, he was the they top ranked prospect him. in the draft. They just drafted him. I highly doubt he's going to get traded.
1: I don't know. Fourth, uh, fourth pick in the M- in MLB draft, number one prospect, number one shortstop. What do we need a shortstop for? We have Xander, you know?
0: If he, I mean, four years down the road, I'm pretty sure uh, Bogarts' deal could be up by then, if not close to it. Uh, so to have Marcelo Meyer just in the waiting room, uh, I mean, I, I can understand why keeping him in I, the waiting But I'm, I'm just
1: saying I'd rather get rid of him than no, yeah, Durant. No, no
0: I, I completely understand. I completely understand what you're saying, but – I'm just thinking of how the Sox could possibly be looking at it. So, who knows? It's going to be interesting. But yeah, I I agree. They're going to make a move. Absolutely, 100. percent Whatever it is, could be for a first baseman. Uh, Dahlbeck's been struggling there. Uh, who was there last night? I, nobody was there last night because there was no game. I no, I was thinking. I I was actually thinking of another team. Uh, guy making. his – Oh, Dodgers! Bellinger started at first base for the first time this season, uh, and he overthrew the third baseman by like fifty feet, really, uh, to try to get that runner out, uh, and the guy scored. And I uh, think the Dodgers lost. But um, for first, train for a first baseman, I could see uh, it's kind of a need. dahlbeck has been struggling there. Uh, Arroyo, he's hurt now. Uh, that's that's probably the one location. Position-wise, I could see them trading for it. That's not a pitcher. Uh, Other than that, second baseman, I mean, we're fine there. Shortstop, fine there. Third baseman, fine there, even though Devers does have his struggles sometimes. Uh, Then the outfield is perfectly fine. So, overall, I mean, we're in a great position, but there's always a need for an upgrade. There's never not a bad time to make the trade that could upgrade your team. So... I like to see them make the move. I like to see him make a move. Whatever it is, sure a first baseman. I don't know what the first baseman market looks like, but I want to see him make a move. And I hope that they do, and I think that they will. They absolutely will. So uh, there's that. Socks are uh, sixty two and thirty nine. I don't know if it's been updated. Yeah, um, sixty two and forty. 60, Just 20, 40. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but game two is on later tonight. Uh, so it'll probably go to 63 and 40. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right. Uh, one last thing before we get to stuff on the internet, actually before we're done with the Red Sox, we're not done with the Red Sox. So I got, uh, I guess, I guess you could say it's a announcement about the Red Sox, uh, and the show, uh, starting as of, oh, I think it was last week. Uh, the return of the absolute fucking Legends list for the Red Sox. That opens up uh, now. I guess you could say it opened up now. It should have opened up a couple weeks ago after the All-Star break. But opens up now. Guys are available to make the list. Uh, and I'm going to start keeping track of games. I'm going to start keeping track of players. If I like a guy, he makes the list. He doesn't leave no matter what happens. Unless he's traded. Um, I think that was one of the stipulations. If you're traded... You gotta get removed. Uh, But as of now, guys are gonna start making lists and start paying attention to games more. Uh, The thing is, uh, now that I'm down here in Connecticut, uh, the hotel I'm staying at doesn't get nothing, so I gotta stream it. And stream isn't great. Not great. So I'll try as much as possible to keep track with the games, update the list as much as possible. I'm going to. And uh, just wanted to get that out there i got some expectations for guys, uh, predictions for guys uh, that will make the list. Uh, yeah. So, absolute fucking legends list for the Red Sox is now going to start up. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I had a lot of fun making it with the Celtics and the Bruins, or really for the Bruins because uh, I never did it with the Celtics. But I'm looking forward to see what the how it goes about with baseball and the Red Sox. So, that opens up two weeks ago. That's when it opened up. All right. All right. Uh, before we get to stuff on the internet, though, uh, let's talk a little hockey. Uh, free agency, NHL free agency, opened up today. Uh, Bruins have made quite a couple moves. Uh, one move that I'm kind of waiting for confirmation on. Uh, all right, well, I just lost it. Uh, was Nick Felino. I haven't heard anything yet, but he's possibly signed with the Bruins. Um, somebody else, I guess, he's going to the Bruins. I don't know if there's any confirmation on that yet, but the whole list uh, is pretty good. Uh, Eric Howla uh, from Nashville, two years uh, for two, two, million, $2 million per season. Uh, Thomas Nosek from Vegas, two years, $1.75 million a year. Uh, Derek Forbort from Winnipeg, the biggest contract that they gave to a free agent, uh, three years for $3 million per year. Uh, not great. He's it, I, That's kind of, from what I'm hearing, uh, a little bit of an pay for that guy. Uh, obviously, I'm waiting for a confirmation on Nick Foligno uh, and a guy named Allmark. That's all that I've heard right now. Uh, but they did make some re-signings, Josh. They did re-sign a couple guys. Yep. Uh, most notably, most notably, Mike Riley. Three years for $3 million. And Taylor Hall. For four <laughs> years and $6 million per. Uh, great deal. Absolute great deal for him. And more good news. No contract yet, but the return is reported for David Krejci to come back to the Bruins. We, uh, we also lost Sean Corrales, right? Yep, we lost Sean Corrales to Columbus. Jared Tenorti, guy made the absolute fucking legends list uh, during the playoffs for the Bruins. He went to the New York Rangers uh, and Yaroslav Halak to Vancouver. Uh, those are the three guys that I know of so far that left. Uh, free agency, not impressed yet so far. I'm more impressed with the guys that they did re-sign. Uh, Mike Riley, Taylor Hall, David Krejci. I liked Riley. I liked him all season before the absolute fucking legends list. Uh, Taylor Hall, obviously, since we traded for him, he just played out of his mind. Uh, it was really important that they re-signed him, and they did. And I'll see this trade, isn't, uh, this signing is not going to fail at all. Uh, and then David Krejci, no contract yet, but he has been reported to be returning to the Bruins. I heard that a couple of days ago. Um that's that's good news. Adam to keep him with Taylor Hall. They had a great duo. Hopefully that'll translate into next season. Um it's so far pretty good. Pretty good right now what the Bruins have done. Uh hopefully it's more. Probably going to be more. But um Yeah, so I'm excited with what the Bruins are doing right now. Uh, I was just looking at Twitter. Uh, it's about the Red Sox. Uh, I mean, it's nothing, nothing major, but uh, John Henry, management for in management for the Red Sox, he's making some major pushes for Max Scherzer. Is he? He his and and like the tweet, it says he's dreaming of the sale Scherzer rotation. Um. It's coming from an account that uh, I don't think I trust so far, but um, it's getting picked up. It's getting picked up. So just want to put that out there. Uh, But free agency opened up today for the Bruins, and they're doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. Um, And before we finish up with the Bruins, I saw a tweet uh, today uh, that was talking about the Bruins and contract situations. Uh, the David Backus contract for the Bruins came off the books today. Uh, another contract for the Bruins that wasn't good came off the books today. Those two, those two contracts, once they were to have left the Bruins' books, would have made enough room for Jack Eichel, who wants out of Buffalo. And the way that the, the, way that the, the Bruins have been going about bringing players in, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the trade for Jack Eichel. Sure, he's in the same conference, uh, division as the Bruins, being in Buffalo. But taking him on, adding him to the Bruins, I mean, that'd be real good. That'd be a real good move for the Bruins. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. We'll get more. We'll get into more of these details uh, and deals uh, next episode Monday. But, um, well, speaking the Bruins, I did just get, uh, another signing. Uh, the Allmark guy, I guess his first name is Linus, Linus Allmark. He's a goalie, four years, five million per. What? Five million per? Yeah. So four years, every year he makes five million. Jeez.
1: I, I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't know much about hockey, but do you know if this guy's any good?
0: He's a goalie. He's a goalie. Um, with Halak gone, I didn't think that they would be resigning a goalie because they had Tuca, they had Swayman, uh, and if Ladar returns, Ladar. Um, I'm a little surprised that they did sign a goalie. Uh, yeah, I mean, four years, five million uh, for this guy. It, uh, If I'm correct, it's probably a good deal for his type of um, play um, so obviously if it's a good deal and if it fits I'll take it but I'm a little surprised that they signed a goalie I didn't think that they would I thought they would be going more offensive offensively and uh yeah so I'm a little I'm a little shocked at that but uh, in any case uh, we'll get to more of this stuff next episode uh, once more. Probably once they're all done signing up, these free agents, uh, until uh, we get closer to training camp and they start signing the scraps. Uh, But in any case, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Stuff on the internet. Josh, what do you got? All right. Barstool Sports.
1: Talked about them several times before. They're now making their way into the college football and broadcasting game. They will now host the Arizona Bowl taking place on New Year's Eve. And I think they signed a four-year contract, maybe five-year. Um, and it, it's, it's a, it's obviously, it's a college football bowl game between the MAC 10 Conference and, and Conference USA. So not the biggest stage, yet it's still a huge step. I remember a few years ago, I called that Barcelona Sports was going to be a media conglomerate. They were going to have their own station, own channel, own broadcasting. And now they do. For the the time being. They have exclusive broadcast rights. So maybe we'll see Dave Portnoy, Big Cat on there, whoever. They have exclusive broadcast rights, halftime show rights, national anthem rights, and commercial rights. So that's a huge step for Barstool, for Dave Portnoy, and for college football.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. There again, the exclusive streaming rights to this game. Which I find as not much of a surprise, because yeah, a lot
1: of a lot of media now is streaming. So,
0: oh no, just the fact that Barstool gets the exclusive rights to this game. Uh, Oh, Oh, yeah,
1: I don't think any no media, no huge media channel wants anything to do with Barstool. I'm surprised that college football and the NCAA even gave them this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, other media outlets look at look at Barstool Sports. That's a brand risk. Uh, Yeah. I mean that they're really not because they're so massive now. With definitely young people, so that's kind of why I can understand why college football agreed to it because they're big with young people, young fans. Um, now, obviously, younger people like ourselves, college students, people about to go into college, people coming out of college. They look at Barstool Sports and they're fans of them. So I can I kind of look at that and understand why uh, they took it. Uh, But good for them. Big news. Big step. Uh, Who knows where this leads for them down the road in the sports world. Are they actually going to start making the steps into the sports world and actually having major influences on it? I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. All right. uh, My stuff on the internet. Uh, The rate state of Wisconsin. More specifically, Green Bay, uh, where Aaron Rodgers just took just took the Green Bay Packers organization and beat the crap out of them. Um, he was asked, I think the question was, um, how's it going, Aaron Rodgers, during his press conference today, the question was, I think, how, how is it going? Uh, and he opened up with saying, uh, there's a lot to unpack in that question, which it really isn't because the question was, what, four words long? Uh, but he just dug into the Packers. I listened to it. It was insane. Uh, One thing that he said that just stuck with me was when people sign in Green Bay, they don't, I'm not, it's not word for word. What I'm about to say, Um, I can probably find it. No, I can't, but it's not word for word. uh, But he said, people sign in Green Bay to not vacation here. They sign in Green Bay to play with me. That's true. That is insane. That he said that that people specifically come to Green Bay to play with Aaron Rodgers, not because it's the best deal out there, not because it's the only deal out there. That, but they're coming there because they want to play with Aaron Rodgers. That is insane. It's funny. It's probably a little bit true, but at the same time, uh, he said some crazy shit today.
1: He's gonna uh, be—he's gonna be one cocky son of a bitch this year, and he's—I don't—I don't, I don't really—he's not gonna give a fuck. He's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants, and he's gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it might be his last year, and we'll see what he can do.
0: I highly doubt it's gonna happen, but I, for some reason, like this thought came into my head yesterday. Uh, first drive of the season, offensively, game one, uh, week one, first drive. Uh, he throws the ball into the dirt four straight times. Just <laughs> gets the snap and just the, boot, yeah, throws right just into something. the dirt. Uh, and ten seconds later, they're coming off the field because it's fourth down. Uh, I don't know why I thought of that, but I did. And honestly, I wouldn't put it past him to do that. That's how pissed off he is at the Packers. Um, So, yeah, Uh, Aaron Rodgers, confirmed, does not like the Green Bay Packers. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Pete the review, whatever it is. Could be Sally's. Hopefully, I'm going to call him in a couple seconds. Uh, more sports news. Patriots training camp. We didn't get to them today, but Patriots training camp uh, officially opened up today. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, Red Sox and probably more Brunstock. uh Yes, yeah, so that's the plan. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Josh, want to run back on Monday? Sounds like a plan. All right. Tell your friends, tell your mothers, tell your mothers' friends, and your friends' mothers, and we'll see you guys next week.